The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or lifehousechurch.org. Finn cries out to Ray. They got Chewie, they got him. As the shuttle begins to take off, Ray extends her hand to use the force to stop the ship. As the ship slowly starts to pull back to land, Kylo Ren emerges from the wreckage of a TIE fighter crash. Trying to stop her, Kylo reaches out his hand and using the force as well, begins to pull the ship away. The two struggle intensely. When Rey strenuously gives it her full effort, suddenly electric lightning blasts from her hands, destroying the ship. In horror, she cries out to Chewie as she realizes what she has done. So how do you overcome your past? How do you overcome your hurts and even the hurts that you've caused others? How do you get past your regrets, your fears, things that you carry inside of you from what's happened to you or what maybe you've done and, uh, you know, we've all heard those amazing stories. You know, somebody, you know, somebody famous who um, had this, like, crashing moment in their life, and they hit rock bottom, and, and then they fought, and they worked, and they got back up, and they rose, and they became some, somebody even more significant, or they did something even more significant than what they had done in the past. And we all cheer and, you know, those stories kind of like inspire us and those stories are what make movies. But in the story, in the movies of Star Wars, you kind of are introduced to Rey, who, you know, she basically is on this journey and she is struggling because she's starting to discover who she is and maybe she doesn't like who she is. Maybe she's got to the point where now she's scared to really know what she really is, and she realizes, I, I, I've hurt someone in right, and I've hurt the friend that I love, and maybe you can relate. Maybe you're scared of who you've become. Maybe you've hurt yourself, and maybe part of hurting yourself is that you've hurt others. And maybe you have a past that proves who you've become, and maybe for many of us, you, have, you carry this fear that the past is just gonna repeat itself into your future. And as a result, you and I, uh, it, it's not just like the ancient past, right? It's when your past and your failures and your regrets are fresh. Like for Ray, you know, it's not this ancient past, it's right there. She just has this moment where she sees that who she is hurts those closest to her and it's fresh. And maybe you have fresh wounds, maybe you have fresh failures, maybe your past has come into the present and you, you, your failures have caused a fresh hitting of rock bottom. I mean, you can, you can smell rock bottom. You, you can feel the blood on your face, the, the dirt that's on you, the, the, the stains that are covering your reputation, the disappointment that clouds your thinking and muddies your dreams. And you're at the bottom, and you've gotten beat up, 
And maybe you're feeling that right now. Maybe in the season we're in, you've, you've tried to get back up and bam, you're knocked right back down. So what's keeping you from getting back up? What's keeping you from rising? And what if whatever's holding you back, you still just got back up? I mean that. I'm, I, I want to speak to every one of you. I, I realize that we have people joining us at our campuses. You're joining us online. Many of you joining us. And every one of you find yourself in a different place in life. But every one of us have something, a past, a failure, a regret, a fear, a doubt that's literally holding us down. But what if, what if despite all of our regrets, our failures, even the fresh stuff that's just happened or even happening, you just, you just stood back up. You got back up. I don't mean you staggered back up to fight back. Maybe you just stood like a fighter to take another blow. What is it? What's keeping you down? Is it fear? Is it doubt? Is it self-doubt? Is it worry? Is it the fact that you don't have enough, that you're not enough, that you're not educated enough? Maybe there's too much past to get past. Maybe there's too much failure. Maybe there's too much fear. Maybe you've hurt someone else too much. Well, at the very least, I'm going to encourage you with this. You, you probably don't have much of a worse past than the guy I want to tell you this story about. I mean, imagine the way you were introduced is that you supported the murder of the very first Christian martyr. That's a tough introduction. So I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna introduce you to uh, a guy named Saul that Luke, the author of the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, introduces us to in the book of Acts chapter seven. And so here we go, he goes, meanwhile, the witnesses laid their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. The witnesses who are people who are murdering Stephen, the very first Christian martyr. And then if you jump ahead, uh, you get to this moment, and Saul was there giving approval to his death. So this is how we're introduced to this guy, Saul. I mean, nice guy. He's a religious terrorist who the way we, we meet him is that he's leveraging his authority to mobilize a mob to murder. And so they kill Stephen. And then from this moment, uh, Saul continues his murderous ways. I mean, he spreads his religious terrorism to others. And then he goes from city to city, starting riots, attacking Christians, having them arrested, some put to death, some jailed. And so he's on his way to uh, Damascus, where he's going to have more people who are part of the, this growing new Christian church arrested and imprisoned. And, and so let's jump ahead to Acts chapter 9. Again, just a little bit ahead. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats. I mean, again, nice guy. The good thing about uh, what I appreciate about the Bible, when you read the Bible, it's, it's a historical account. And so they're, they're writing it from this lens of like not leaving out stuff that's uncomfortable. And so they introduce you to Saul and they're like, this guy's a really a bad guy. I mean, he's, he's breathing out murderous threats. I mean, imagine what this guy's Facebook page looked like. Imagine the kind of stuff he'd be posting on Instagram. All right, not, not good stuff. He'd have gotten flagged. He might've gotten shut down. He went to the high priest and he asked him for letters uh, to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, the church, this new way of following Jesus, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him and he fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? 
Saul asked, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Here's Saul, this guy who, um, you know, you're introduced to this murdering guy who, whose reputation is that he hates Christians and he murders Christians and he's out to get Christians. And then he meets Jesus. Saul is doing what he thinks is right and good. He, he thinks he's fighting for God, but what he discovers is that he's fighting against God. He thinks he's fighting for what's best, and what he discovers is that he's fighting Jesus. And so he has this encounter, and now what do you do? What do you do when your past catches up to you? What do you do when your regrets catch up to you? When your failures find you out? And and what I wanna just give you as a kind of a segue into the principle that really will apply to every one of your lives is this, that when Saul was fighting against God, God was fighting for him. When Saul was out to get Christians, Jesus was out to get a hold of him. God is fighting for those of you who may feel like you've been fighting against him or fighting against what is best. And so the challenge, the takeaway, the principle that I want you to take hold of right now is this, get past your past. In fact, I would just encourage you, maybe even just whisper that, I'm gonna get past my past. You're home with us, you're gonna get past your past. You're at one of our campuses. You're going to get past your past. That sounds nice. In fact, that sounds like something you should, you know, screenshot and post and encourage others with. Maybe even text that to a friend. Hey, I'm going to challenge you to get past your past. But, you know, Saul's past is not some minor failure. It's not just a little setback. You know, he didn't just, you know, cheat on a test. He didn't just cut a corner. I mean, he's murdering people. He's a religious terrorist. He's fighting God. And maybe your past that you need to get past is not just some minor setback. It's not just a a little regret that you can kind of just tuck away. It's not just a a post that you can delete. I mean, living in a cancel culture, you're looking at going, someone someone is going to want to cancel me if they found out who I am and what I've done. Why was Saul fighting against God? Why do you and I drag our past into our present and then the past repeats itself? Well, it's because for you and I, it's like we've gone over to the dark side. There's like this dark force uh, or dark side of force that's in us that comes out of us that is more powerful than we even we are that is causing us to do things that we don't want to do. And we discover that we are becoming someone we don't want to be. We believe a lie. The lie that tricks us into believing that what feels good must be good. We believe the lie that because because it feels good, I should do it. And what we discover is that what feels good is not good for us. And this dark force that lives inside of every one of us, this isn't a movie. This isn't just a make-believe story. This is what Jesus called sin, a spiritual force that lives inside of us, a deep, evil, dark force that lives inside of every one of us that is compelling us to do what we should not do, become what we don't want to become, and it hurts us and it hurts others. And and you and I can't just go, well, that's not who I am. No, that's exactly who you and I are. 
See, here's the deal. The issues in the world around us, you can't just solve them by rounding up a few evil people, locking them up and putting them away because the reality is you and I have an evil inside of us, a dark evil that lives in us, compelling us to be who we don't want to be and do what we don't want to do. And the end result is that our failures are final. When sin is your failure, it's final because it defines us. And then we pay the punishment or the penalty for that sin, which is forever ruin. Now, I didn't want to share this message to give you just bad news. But we, you and I have to come face to face with the bad news before we can ever get any good news. The good news in this story, in Saul's life, is that there are a few verses between Saul encouraging the mob to kill Stephen and then uh, the kind of that uh, Acts chapter eight, verse one, which is Saul was there um, cheering on his death after he died. And the verses in between are really uh, Saul's only hope. And so let's just jump back into the story in Acts chapter seven, verse uh, 58. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of the young man named Saul. Okay, that's the verse you got. While they were stoning him, so they're chucking rocks at Stephen, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and he cried out. He's continuing to pray. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he said this, he fell asleep and Saul approved of his killing. So between Saul approving of his killing and the witnesses laying their clothes at the feet of Saul, there is this moment where Stephen, the one who's being murdered, he prays for those who are killing him. Jesus hears desperate prayers. I want you to hear this. Jesus hears and answers desperate prayers. Jesus doesn't just hear desperate prayers. Jesus answers desperate prayers. And more importantly, Jesus becomes the answer to desperate prayers. Saul's only hope is that Jesus heard Stephen's prayer, Father, Lord Jesus, do not hold this sin against them. And so Jesus steps in and begins to fight for those who are fighting against him. And how does he fight for those who fight against him? He shows up and he hears desperate prayers and he answers desperate prayers and he becomes the answer to desperate prayers. How? Not just by not holding a sin against those who murdered Stephen, but to take on the sin himself. Jesus himself stepped into our world and took on our sin. God became a man, not to show off and not to show up just to tell us how great he is, but to show us the greatness of his love and to fight for those who fight against him. He faced our fight, he took on our battle with sin and he carried our sin to his cross. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he was not dying for himself. He was not dying a death that he deserved, but he died a death we deserve. He took our eternal judgment on himself and he carried it not just to the cross, but to his death. When he died, Jesus prayed, Father, do not hold this sin against them. Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. Don't hold this against him. Stephen actually repeated the prayer of Jesus on the cross. But Jesus not only died, he rose again. And in the power of his new life and in his resurrection life, we have access to new life and forever life. Why? Because when we believe in Jesus by faith, 
We are forgiven our past, our regrets, our failures, our shame, our guilt, our sin. This dark evil force that's at work in us is cut off. It's transformed because when you and I believe in Jesus by faith, we are forgiven and, and what's the grip that sin had on our life is healed and removed so that we are changed. When you and I believe in Jesus by faith, God's spirit comes into our spirit so that we are empowered to become what we otherwise could never become. And so I wanna encourage you, please, at each of our campuses, those of you that are sitting behind a computer, a, a smart TV, you're joining us online, wherever you've been and whatever you've done, I promise you, Jesus is for you and he is fighting for you. If you would just say, Jesus, I believe in you by faith. In fact, if you're making that decision, would you let us know? Simply pull out your phone and text Jesus to 41411. We wanna encourage you as you begin this new journey through faith in Jesus Christ. I wanna, I wanna challenge you to let someone know and let us know right now. Don't let this moment pass. I get it. You're used to watching through video, you're used to watching online, you're at one of our campuses and you're watching right now. This is your now moment where God wants to get a hold of your life. Saul, he, he was confronted by a light and it knocked him off of his proverbial high horse and he, was in, he encountered Jesus. And what I'm hoping for is every one of you in this moment would see the light of God's love and you would encounter him and you would let us know about this life transformation you're experiencing where you're meeting Jesus. And, and so just let us know, text Jesus to 41411. Now here's what happens. When you believe in Jesus, God's spirit comes into your spirit and he empowers you to get past your past, to become what you could have otherwise never become because God does not see you as defined by your past. God sees you as who he created you to be and who he's destined you to be. In fact, you see this in, in the movie, in, in uh, Star Wars with Rey. And so we wanna bring you to that moment. So, so check this out. On an island, Ray angrily throws wood onto a large fire that is burning the TIE fighter she arrived in, ensuring that she would have no way off of the island. Afraid of her power ever becoming used by the dark side, she clutches her lightsaber and throws it into the fire, only to be caught in midair by the hand of Luke Skywalker. Luke's force ghost emerges from the fire and approaches Ray. What are you doing, he vents. I'm doing what you did. I'm never leaving this place, she counters. Luke asks her what she's most afraid of. Myself, Ray answers. Luke knows she is a Palpatine, and in that moment, Ray realizes that Leia knew also, but still trained her to be a Jedi. Luke encourages her to face her fears, otherwise it could be the end of the Jedi. So, you know, in the movie, we gotta get this, this challenge, this opportunity where, where Rey can, she, she's allowed her fear to isolate her and to give up on her future and to, to live in this like fear, regret, and, and, and you know, just beating herself up and, and maybe even not only destroying herself and throwing away her future, but throwing away others' futures. And um, she has this 
you know, transformational encounter. And, you know, by the way, I want you guys to know, we, we love using these different movies. And I want you to know that part of this, we're not necessarily endorsing those movies. We just think that sometimes in our pop culture, there are themes that jump out that resonate with every one of us that we think really help us better tell the good news of God's love. And I believe that what you can get out of this is that there's, there's a way for you to get past your past. And this is what Saul experiences. I mean, how does a guy who whose introduction is that he murders Christians and then he continues murdering Christians and, and attacking Christians and then he, he meets Jesus. How does he get past his past? And, and, and so what you discover with Saul is that he has this encounter with Jesus and then over time, he wants to tell others about Jesus and how Jesus changed his life and can change their life. That you, can, that you can lay aside your past and become someone that you otherwise never thought you could become. And this is exactly what Saul does. He, he goes around telling people about Jesus and he, he uses his business to fund the startup of churches across Asia and Europe. He, he starts maybe up to 14 different churches. He, he brings friends along and trains them on how to be pastors and then he, he puts them in place to lead the churches that he starts. He writes 13 of the 26 books of the New Testament. I mean, here's a guy whose life is radically changed, and he gives us a roadmap on how our life can be changed. And so I want to introduce you to one of those teachings he offers. He writes a letter to one of the, one of the guys that he trained. His name, uh, I was thinking, I, I'm, I, is it appropriate for me to say like his little Padawan? Is that the right thing to say, those of you online, am I getting this right? Okay, he, he, he has this guy that he's training and he, he trains him up and uh, Timothy, he puts in place to be the leader of the church in Ephesus and he writes a letter to him and in, first, in his first letter, he says this, this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners and I am the worst of them all. He's telling Timothy, you can get past your past, let me tell you how. Because I know this, Jesus Christ came in the world to rescue people who are sinners, who have given into sin, who've allowed the dark evil force of their life to do, help to cause them to do things they shouldn't do and become who they should have never been. And he goes, I want you to know that I'm the worst of them. And if Jesus can rescue me, he can most definitely rescue you and he can rescue the people that you're talking to. There's good news, and the good news is forgiveness gets you past your past. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is not just you overlooking an offense. Forgiveness is waiving the right to hold a wrong against someone. What could Saul ever do to undo fighting against God? How does he undo murdering Christians? How does he get past his past? He doesn't. Saul couldn't do anything. You and I can't do anything to undo what we've done. You and I can't do anything to get past our past. So God did it for us. Let me be very clear. When you and I were fighting against God, God was fighting for us. When we had our back turned on God, God was pursuing us. God loves you even when you don't love him. God is for you even when you are against him. Even when you've fought against others, even when you've hurt others, God is at work to heal you. And God's mission is to forgive you and to help you be transformed so that his forgiveness helps you get past your past. Let me, let me be very clear. 
When you believe in Jesus by faith, you are forgiven and God heals, cleanses you of your past. Your past is healed, your past is cleansed, your guilt removed, your shame laid aside. You are not what you've done. Your, your failures are not final through faith in Jesus Christ. Your sin no longer defines you. Your failure is, not, is just an event, not your identity. Now that your identity is in Jesus, your past does not define you. Am I being clear? I hope that right now your heart is starting to race a little bit. Is it possible that I could get back up after I've hit rock bottom? I've tried to get back up and I've just gotten beat down and beat down. I want you to know that you can get back up through forgiveness that is found in Jesus Christ. Some of you, you cower, you run from facing your past. Some of you, you run away from God every time you fall and you fail. When you sin, you think that you need to pull away from God because God is embarrassed by you. God is ashamed of you. Maybe even you're afraid that God is out to get you. I want you to know that like God, pursued Saul. God is not embarrassed by you. God is not out to get you. He's, about, he's out to get a hold of you, to forgive you. He is fighting for you. Let me be very clear. God loves you and is pursuing you to forgive you and to transform you. Jesus is not embarrassed by you. Jesus is not embarrassed to be around those who sin and who are defined by their sins. He wants to step into your life. He wants to transform your life. He wants to forgive you of sin and give you a new life. And so every time you're tempted to hide from God and hide from others because of what you've done, because of your sin, I want you to know that you, all you need to do is to remind yourself that your failures, your regrets, and your sin are an invitation to embrace the good news of God's love. What I mean by that is this. Every time I face my failures, it reminds me that God does not see me as a failure. Every time I sin, it just reminds me that I need Jesus. Every time I have to face a regret and more of my sin, I'm reminded that I still need Jesus and the good news of his love in my life. And that, my friends, should encourage you every time you sin, every time you make a mistake, every time you fail and you fall, every time you're reminded of the guilt that you've been carrying, I want it just to remind you that you still need Jesus. You will never outgrow your need for Jesus. You will never become so mature that you no longer need the gospel in your life. You and I will always need Jesus and we will always need to apply the good news of God's love into our life on a daily basis. And so, but here's what we do. When we take hold of the good news, we are reminded that there is nothing I could ever do that would remove me from the love of God. There is no sin that is too big for God's great love. There is no regret, no shame, no guilt that is too great in your life that God cannot forgive. And when God forgives, he removes that from your life so that it no longer defines your past. It no longer defines who you are. And so with that, now you can step from your past into the present with Jesus who has a bright future, a destiny for your life. And that's what I want every one of you to take hold of. 
Saul, who changed his name to Paul as a definition or a defining moment that he had a new identity in Jesus. He wrote a letter to another one of the churches he started in the city of Philippi. In the Bible, that letter is called Philippians, and so I want to read a portion to you because he's challenging those in the church to take hold of this, this idea. He said, but whatever were gains for, to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Whatever I was pursuing that I thought had value, I've laid aside for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I mean, there's nothing else that matters. There's nothing else that has value other than just simply knowing Jesus who is worth more than anything else in my life for whose sake I have lost everything. I've, I've laid everything aside. I consider them garbage so that I may gain Christ. And then he continues and he makes this great statement. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm not perfect, I haven't arrived, but one thing I do, I forget what's behind. And so think about it, this is one step. He goes, there's one thing I do. I forget what's behind, straining toward what is ahead. I'm, it, it's one movement, leaving it behind while stepping forward toward what's ahead. Pressing on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. There's one step you and I take. We leave it behind and we begin to move forward, pressing forward toward what God has called us toward. Here's what I want you to take hold of. When you get past your past, you begin to press toward the future. You begin to discover that you have a future that is not being held back by your past. You begin to discover that you have a destiny in Jesus because you've been able to lay aside your failures. You've been able to lay aside your fears, you're able to lay aside your regrets and your shame and your guilt. And when you begin to lay that aside, you discover that God knew you from the beginning. He knew that you were going to make mistakes. He knew that you and I were going to sin. He loved us anyway. And he fought for us. And he fights for us. He's fighting for you right now. God loves you more than you could possibly realize. And not only does he love you and forgive you, but he gives you a new life and a forever life. And that means that so long as you have breath in your lungs, then you have a purpose in your life and you have a mission in this moment and your life has a destiny and a future. The apostle Paul says, this is one thing that I do. I forget what's behind. I forget that I, I was part of murdering Christians. I forget that I made it my mission to arrest people who believe in Jesus. And I press on toward the purposes of God that are found in Christ Jesus. I want every one of you to do this one thing. Forget what's in the past. Forget your regrets, your shames, your failures. Forget the guilt that you've dragged. Know that it's forgiven in Jesus, and I want you to press on toward the purposes of God in your life. You were designed with destiny. You were made for a mission. Your life has meaning and significance, and if God gives you a tomorrow, then he has a purpose for that tomorrow. There is a future ahead in your life, and the future is not about you. It's not about what you can get out of it. It's not about living for yourself. It is about surrendering your life to Jesus and saying, waking up the next day and saying, God, what do you have for me today? How can I serve others by serving you? How can I love others by loving you? How can I give to others because I really want to give to you? My life is not my own. I have surrendered it to you. You fought for me when I was fighting against you and you bought me, you rescued me and you've forgiven me and you've given me new life. Here's the thing. I know I've preached a lot right now. 
And I know that some of you, this is a big step to say, I'm gonna lay down my past. I'm gonna get past my past. I'm gonna embrace forgiveness. For some of you that embracing forgiveness is taking a step of faith to say yes to Jesus Christ and you're gonna let us know that. For others of you, you believe in Jesus, but you're still letting your past define you. You're still letting your past be your present identity. It's time for you to lay that aside and let Jesus be your identity and let your future be paved on the path of the purposes of God. And so what I want you to do is I want you to take this moment and our, we're gonna sing a song in just a moment. And I want you to let this song be a moment where you can allow God to forgive you, speak to you, heal you, and give you the promise of a future. But I wanna take a moment and just pray over you right now. Jesus, thank you for loving us so much that when we were fighting against you, you fought for us. That when we were resisting you, you were pursuing us. Thank you that you loved us even when we were not loving you. When we were doing things that we regretted, you were chasing us down to forgive us and you gave your life to give us life. And so we embrace that. We, we take a step of faith. The one thing we're doing is we're stepping away from our past and we're pressing toward the future that we have in Jesus Christ. God, I pray that every single individual right now, they would take that step, laying aside the past, pressing toward the future that you have for them in Jesus Christ. We ask this now in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.